Hey there, I'm Tony Ann. I am a wife and a mom of two little boys, and I'm a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to be a busy working mom. I struggle with the thoughts of feeling like I wasn't good enough and losing my identity in motherhood. So I get it. And this is why I created The Real Happy Mom. To be a real happy mom, you have to remain authentic and true to yourself, and you don't need to be a so-called perfect mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, we'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, confidence, and so much more. We'll have discussions that provide practical tips and resources that you can easily implement into your busy mom life. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me in the Real Happy Mom podcast. One thing that I found that has been tremendously helpful in making sure that I have the best week possible and to eliminate the overwhelming chaos that tends to happen in our busy household is by doing the Sunday prep routine. Now, my Sunday prep routine consists of about eight to 11 things, depending on what is going on for the week, that are essential things that are going to help get me ready for the week and make sure that my week goes by smoothly. Now, if you want to get a hold of this and figure out what is she talking about with the Sunday prep routine, you want to go over to realhappymom.com slash Sunday, and there you'll find a way for you to enter your email so that I can send you my Sunday prep checklist. And in this checklist, I will outline each thing that you should do on Sunday to make sure that you have the best week ever. These things include getting your week prepared by planning things out, planning out your meals, getting your clothes ready, and so much more. I promise you it sounds like a lot, but it only takes about 30 minutes if you really do it right. So go over to realhappymom.com slash Sunday to get your Sunday prep checklist. Again, that's realhappymom.com slash Sunday. Hey there, I hope you are doing well. This is episode 101, and today I'm going to be talking to Kate. She is the founder of Palette by Pack and the inventor of a new market product called Palette, the original high fiver. Kate is also a litigation attorney and a mom of four that's been dreaming up of inventions for years when she became obsessed with the idea of the high fiver, a patent pending, refillable, washable, reusable beauty plus travel tool for all of your goops, globs, and glam. Now, Kate is going to be talking to us about her struggles as a solo parent and how she was able to push through it and chase her own dreams. She also shares how she does it all and her thoughts on work-life balance. Plus, she shares why it's important to follow your intuition and why it was so important for her to make Palette by Pack sustainable. Kate is so much fun to talk to, and I'm pretty sure that you are going to get inspired after listening to her because I will tell you what, I wanted to go out and make something new after talking to Kate. She is truly amazing, and I know that this episode is going to help you a lot. So stay tuned and check out this week's episode. All right, Kate, welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just thrilled to be chatting with you. Yes, and I know we're in a unique time right now, and we were just chatting about that before I hit record, but I just love that we get to have these conversations and be real with each other because it is not easy, but we're making it work. Thank <laughs> you again for, for just coming on and just, you know, just just letting us know, like, we got this. So 
We have a really fun topic um, today, and I am super pumped to talk to you about that. But before we jump in, I just wanted you to tell us a little bit about you and your business. Oh, well, that is something obviously I'd love to talk talk about myself and what I've been doing because I'm actually having like the best time of my life. Um, So I love to talk about it. Um, So I'm a lawyer. I'm a litigation attorney. I've been a litigation attorney for, I don't know what, like over 17 years. I have four kids. I'm an only parent. Um, And so my whole life, I'd kind of had like ideas for business products, um, for inventions. And I, you know, for my 40th birthday was taking a solo trip to Paris, which it didn't start out that way. It was supposed to be a girl's trip with one of my law school BFFs and she landed up not being able to come. And I was like, well, oh, oh no, I'm still going. And while I was, you know, after a long day of work and, um, you know, spending time with the kids and helping them with their schedules and homework and sports, I sat down to finally pack and I was looking at all my beauty and all my, you know, cosmetic items, all the stuff that you really want to take on a, on a trip. And I was really like, I really think there just has to be a better way to do this. And in that moment, I could see what is now Palette, the original High Fiver, which is a refillable, washable, reusable smart beauty tool that you can fill with all your best beauty products and take it with you on the go. Um, and so I could see the colors, the name, I could see everything so clearly in my mind. And I just became obsessed with it. And I couldn't let it go and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I set on this path to develop it and invent it and patent it and launch it into the market. And so um, now you can buy it. (laughs) You can buy this thing that I dreamt about just a few years ago, which is kind of crazy when I think about it that way. Yeah, it's so awesome because I saw it in a magazine one time. I forgot which one because I'm always flipping through things. And I was like, oh my goodness, there's Kate. Like, that's her and her stuff. So, yes. I think that's so awesome that you can go from a dream to actually living it out and it being reality. So, I'm so happy for you. And yeah, kudos to you on that. That's a really huge accomplishment. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we were in women's health recently and I totally embarrassed my kids in Target because of course I buy like 15 of them and I'm like, look, I'm in a magazine. Look, your mom's in a magazine. They're like, it's not you. It's the palette, the original high fiver mom, but whatever, (laughs) you know. And so it was, but for me, yeah, I get really excited about that stuff (laughs) every every time it happens. So thank, thank you so much. Yeah, no, definitely. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit when you were sharing your story about how you are a solo parent, but you weren't always a solo parent. So I just wanted to talk to you about, or you share your story about how you became a solo parent and your biggest struggle that you face as a single mom. Yeah. And I I think it's such an important topic because I think there are a lot of single moms out there, whether it's by divorce. And in my case, my, my children's father passed away six years ago. And so, you know, it's certainly a situation you never really see yourself in and you never really envision, especially being an only parent of four suddenly and tragically. Um, So for me, I think it's been a journey, but it's also been one that, and of course I wouldn't have been able to talk about this for many years after it happened, but I feel like now I've gotten to a place and I've done so much inner work and so much 
you know, kind of um, grieving and so much work, you know, through therapy and on my own through spirituality, that I've really come to this point of embracing it. And I actually just feel like one of the things I love to talk with people about is just not feeling alone. Like if people think that they're alone, like, believe me, you are not, you know, there's other people out there in these situations and who have, you know, made it work and tried to make the best of it, you know, and tried to learn and grow. And actually, I think in part, one of the reasons why I feel like I woke up and kind of took this risk in the sleep is because I had faced that tragedy and had really kind of <laughs> been through some really dark times. Um, and so I feel like actually it really aided my path on kind of chasing after my dreams and realizing that anything is possible and that life is so short and that you have to really, you know, as moms, I feel like we try to really focus on everyone else, which is wonderful and is, is part of being a mom, but also embracing like your own needs, your own desires and what your own purpose is in life. So, um, you know, I do feel like it's come full circle for me. And that I, I, I try to find the gift in things. And I certainly feel like, you know, while solo parenting is not for the weak, it is not for the, the faint of heart. Um, it is definitely challenging every day. I do try to find the gifts in it. Yes, yes. And I was thinking about it too before we had talked. I was like, man, what would I do with these two little boys by myself? And and honestly, like I believe that you get grace to manage those different situations, but it's just like mind-blowing to think about it and to think about the challenges. But I love that you said that you're not alone because that is one thing that I feel like even as a mom that does have the support that sometimes I do feel like I'm by myself, but as a solo parent of four, you know that it, it can be challenging, but um, you don't feel defeated like it can't be done. And I love how you're able to go from that dream to making it a reality here now with the product that you have. But I'm just wondering, how do you juggle all of this with work and mom life? You know, that's my biggest thing that I love to talk about is that balance. I hate that word. I hate it when people are talking about, oh, you know, um, you know, let's work on work-life balance or how, and you're like, cause there is no such thing. Something is always out of whack. Something's always out of balance. And I don't mean that a negative way, but in a realistic way, because I feel like it's so important as moms to love ourselves and to have grace for ourselves and to think like, okay, if I had to get takeout tonight or the laundry isn't done or this isn't done, like not to beat yourself up. And I'm, someone told me like early in my career, and I think it was a speaker at a law conference and she was saying, you know, something about, you know, get a cleaning lady or put, t you, you know, you need to carve out some of this time for yourself, for your own life and your own purposes. Or, you know, even if it's not a cleaning lady, it's like ask a parent or a family member for just two hours a week for help or something. So you can take that time and put it into yourself because I feel like otherwise we are certainly always holding ourselves to this really high standard. And I think we're not having grace for ourselves and we're not taking time for ourselves. And I, I had so many people tell me like, just wait till your kids are grown to go and chase this dream. Just wait, wait. And I'm like, I'll be 60 <laughs> when that happens. And so I'm supposed to put my life on hold. And I don't think how, how, and I kept thinking to myself, how is that showing my kids? 
that anything is possible or that you can, you can live in your purpose or that you can chase your dreams. How is that showing my kids a good example by putting my needs aside or what I dream I'm dreaming about aside, you know, and putting everything into my kids and my family and ignoring myself. Like that just didn't resound with me. Like that just made the, you know, my inner intuition be like, Whoa, that is not, that just is not right. And so it, while they were so loving, right. And well-intentioned and it, it's, it's very practical advice. It just didn't resound with me. And so, you know, for me, it really, I feel like it's so important to have grace to, to feel like, life is life. Something's going to be out of balance at all times and being present and really just being kind to yourself is so important. Yes. Yes. You said a lot of things in there that I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I know that <laughs> when you're talking about, you know, waiting until the kids are older, like I heard that too. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait, how, how am I supposed to do that? Like by the time I'm ready to pursue my dreams, I'm ready to go relax and not do anything. Like, <laughs> That doesn't make sense. But yeah, I love that. And I love how you put it. And and you also brought up something else too about your intuition and how you said your intuition was like, uh-uh, I don't know about that. And I think that it is so important because I feel like as moms, we don't really pay attention to our intuition. But that's one thing, even before we started talking that you hadn't mentioned to listening to your intuition. So I just wanted you to share with us why it's so important that we do that and you know some of the benefits of listening to that intuition. I think we are socialized from a really young age to believe certain things about what being a woman is, about what our role in society is. I think we, you know, receive like what are appropriate jobs or career paths or, you know, even within your family structure, you know, like what, you know, the preconceived notion of what your future should look like. I mean, I think kids hear that from a really early age. Um, you know, like what are appropriate jobs or like successful jobs or career paths. And I think, you know, I, as I've gone along in my spiritual journey and I've really started to feel like come into my own power and really look at my own, you know, kind of purpose-driven dreams, I feel like I am unraveling some of that and unlearning. <laughs> like as, I kind of laugh because I really do think like getting older and wiser, a lot of it is unlearning like what you were socialized as, as you grew up. And so as I became more into my power, I feel like I could really hear my intuition more and it became stronger and louder. And the more that I would follow my intuition and my gut, and I think I had done this on some level my whole life. And I think I had done it obviously with perhaps without knowing with being an attorney, very intuitive, make very intuitive choices, can definitely know when the, you know, picking someone's deposition and they're not being truthful, you know, or if they're maybe telling the facts in a better light than they maybe were. But it's like the more I sat with myself and the more I got quiet and the more I followed my intuition and made those choices, the happier I was. And the and the more I felt grounded and like I was being true to myself. And it's and it's so funny because coming through this process with palette by pack and developing the high fiver, what you start out in the beginning and you're you're naive, you you've never done this before, but you just have these ideas and you have these thoughts and and, and you kind of go through it. And then you start talking as you get start meeting more people and you start launching because one of the interesting things about patenting something is you can't tell people about it, right? 
you can't just go and tell the world because it ha- it can't be disclosed. So while you're developing it, it's very secretive and very a closed door process. But once you kind of release it into the world and you start talking to people, you realize like so many of your choices were intuitive and they were spot on. <laughs> like they were spot on. Now, of course, you have some choices that you're like, okay, I would do that a little differently next time where I learned from that. But it's like, so it's just been really amazing to me to know that like, like following my intuition was like the number one thing that I did that I'm so proud of and that I would tell anyone like starting out in a business or following their dreams that following your intuition is number one, number one all the way. Yes. Yes. And I honestly, like a lot of times I feel like even as moms, like we know in our gut, like what we should do, but we want confirmation or we want someone else to tell us, like, I don't know how to explain it, but for instance, like I will call my best friend to tell her about like something I'm thinking when I know in my head what I need to do, but I just want her to say it to like, you know, agree with me or to not agree with me, to talk me out of something. And I love how you say like, you know, that intuition is so important. And, and I know you are a living example. Once you, you know, trust that intuition, like look at what's possible, look at the things that you can accomplish. And if I listen to any of those people who are again, loving, (laughs) well-tensioned, friends, family, therapists, professionals, whoever they were, you know, if I had listened to them, I wouldn't have done any of this, which is the funny part. Uh, Right? Like if you, if I didn't follow my intuition, none of this would have happened. If I listened to other people, if I cared what they thought, if I listened to the critiques or the judgments or whatever, if I listened to the noise and didn't stay centered and focused on myself, none of this would have happened. And so I think about that a lot. And think about how important it is. Definitely, definitely. And you brought up some of it too when you're talking about developing the product. And I know that there may be some moms who are listening like, oh, like that sounds like something really cool. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, there were some challenges that you had to overcome along the way. Um, And I was just wondering if you could just share with us, you know, not necessarily the process, but, you know, some of the things that like looking back on it now, you're like, oh, like that was tough, but I was able to get through it or, oh, you know, that was a mistake, but I was able to turn it around when it comes to going from an idea to an actual physical product in your hand. Yeah, that's such a great question because if you, it's a learning moment every day <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur and you're bringing a product to market that the world has not seen before and you've never done it before. So I feel like there's, um, there's probably, we'd have to have like 10 more podcasts <laughs> to talk about all those learning moments. Yes. <laughs> and I, and I, and I almost, and I always try to keep things positive. So I almost don't want to talk about some of them because you're like, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it positive, keep it moving because it's like, there's always a problem to be solved. And I think that's where it really helped me being a lawyer and that there's always a problem to be solved and you try not to get hung up with it. But there is that kind of difference when it's your baby and it's your thing and you created it and you're responsible for all this, you know, to not take some of it personally or not to like beat yourself up about it. And I think, 
like there has definitely been moments where it's like, okay, I hired this person to do that. And maybe I should have hired someone different. Right. Or there was, you know, like, um, someone actually made a mistake on my project and I, I won't go into the super big details of it, but they made a mistake. They missed a deadline, which cost me a lot of money and it cost me a lot of heartache trying to fix it. And so it's just, but it's one of those things where you're like, okay, if some, if some, some of that didn't happen, like I wouldn't have learned this or X or Y or Z. And so what I would say is instead of focusing on the problems, I would say focus on not beating yourself up about it because that's where I fall into that trap as a mom, as a woman. And not to say everyone does, but that's one of the things I do is like, I'm hard on myself and I'll beat myself up and I'll be like, why didn't I know (laughs) that then? But what I try to just tell myself is you can't know what you don't know. And, you know, you can't go back and change time. That's in the past. And all you can do is be like grow from it and be like every day is going to be something to resolve. And I think, you know, unless you have a problem solver attitude or you're like, which a lot of moms do, right? I mean, I would say every mom has this problem solving attitude, like you can get through it. And if you just think of it positively, like knowing there's going to be hurdles, knowing there's going to be problems and that every day is like a puzzle piece, (laughs) you know, ready to be, you know, swapped out um, and put in the right place. Um, I think, you know, you, the big thing is mindset. The big thing is being positive. And the big thing is not beating yourself up when those problems occur because they will and they'll keep coming. Yes, yes. And (laughs) I think that can be applied to life in general, not just with a business and a product. So uh, yes, I totally, totally agree. Well, and one thing I wanted to mention too about when I was talking about the intuition. Now, when you call your friend, she's giving you probably tremendous amounts of support. Now, I had tremendous amounts of support from family, from friends, from even, you know, acquaintances, like people I don't even know. I, that was invaluable to me. So I would say, yes, follow your intuition, but also take all the support you can get <laughs> because you need it. Yes. And and I think that's one thing. I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of times we see moms and we're like, oh my gosh, like how does she, do, you know, get it done? How does she do it all? But you don't see that there's a team and there's support and there's these people that are helping to make everything just go well. And and a lot of times I, I think about that one conversation I had with this one mom and I was telling her about, you know, the quote that's like, oh, you know, we all have the same 24 hours a day as Beyonce. And she quickly came back with, but we don't all have the same team as Beyonce. And I was like, point taken. And that's one thing that I wish that mo- many moms would see. Like, you know, it, 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 you really need a, a team of people, whether it be like that tribe that you have or your village um, of people that support you. Be- and I think that it is so important that we talk more about that instead of trying to look like we're super women and we're doing it all by ourselves. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. And I really had to learn to ask for help, especially being a solo parent. Being an only parent, you know, requires you to ask people for help. And that was really hard for me. I'm kind of strong-willed. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. don't like asking for help. And, but this has really taught me that it's okay to ask for help and to lean on people, 
and to, to ask for support and, and not only ask for, but seek it out like as a constant in your life. And, and like you're saying, like whether it's your village, it's your, you know, support system, either just personally or professionally, one that you've, you've created and built. Um, I think it always starts with that like inner light of ours. And, but then it, it, it does really help to have those loving, amazing, supportive people who just believe in you as a human to help when the times are rough, right? So that you can call your friend and you can call your girlfriend and you can, you know, commiserate and have that support. And the one thing I would just say is that don't, but pick carefully, you know, pick the people who aren't going to judge or people, the people who aren't going to, you know, be like, I told you so. Like those, those, those are, are not the people you call when you're having a rough day, you know, like, you know, pick the, the tried and true people who are really there for you and love you no matter what, and just, you know, give you that lift. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. And I wanted to switch gears really quick and talk about Palette by Pack because I don't know if I told you this, but I was an environmental science major. So I love that sustainability is one thing that is important. And I was just wondering why for you that having a sustainable product is so important to you? Well, first of all, what don't you do? Because (laughs) that's amazing. Um, You know, and this was another thing, like how I could see so clearly in my mind, the image of the high fiver. I could also just really intuitively feel like this needed to be sustainable and that we really needed to embody the reduce, reuse, recycle. Like if I was going to bring forth like a smart beauty tool that was meant to be washed and reused, you could skip the minis, skip the tiny travel bottles, take your beauty on the go, you know, take what you have, take what you love all while (laughs) saving time and money. You know, I felt like I had to also do it really thoughtful from the front to the back. And so not only are we eliminating waste by skipping the tiny plastics, and I I didn't realize this, but anything smaller than a credit card is very unlikely to get recycled. Not to mention if we have mixed materials, different types of plastics, you know, that is a whole nother a whole nother conversation. So suffice it to say that those little plastics, which I always was such an optimist. I was like, oh, I got to figure out how to recycle this little mini dropper bottle. And then you realize, okay, that is never getting recycled. You know, it's even concerning if the full size is getting recycled, let alone the little mini or the travel size. And so we really made such a huge effort that, okay, we're, we're really going down this path of eliminate, eliminating waste and reusing this beauty tool like you would a water bottle or a coffee cup, but just in the beauty, you know, realm. Um, so why not, you know, think of what everything else we could possibly do to make this sustainable. And so I was hell bent on using recycled plastics and a lot of people did not like that idea because it's not very easy, but we did it. So we have 30% right now with a big goal of getting to 100%. We ship in a post-consumer waste paper tube so that we don't use any secondary packaging, no boxes. Like if you order from us, you won't see any, you know, bubble wrap or extra tissue or even packing slips because we really feel like none of that is necessary. We sent you an email, you know, you're going to email us back. We can skip that whole paper trail. And then we ship in 100% recycled from trash envelopes, you know, so that people know that I can just put this in the paper recycling bin and my envelopes getting you know, and, or you can comp- compost it, same with the packaging. So 
you know, a lot of, you know, and it's way more expensive to do a lot of these things. And, but I was just really intuitively felt so strongly that if I was going to put my energy into this, that I wanted to do it in a way that resounded with me in a way that I was proud of. And then in a way that just intuitively felt right. And I really do think that's where the world is going and needs to go. And so many of the larger companies are struggling with this right now. And, and I didn't even realize that when I was developing, you know, I hadn't really thought about what the beauty world was doing, you know, with sustainability or refillables. And so I just happened to kind of intersect this moment where a lot of bigger companies are struggling and trying to figure out what to do. And here, you know, because I was a startup founder, I could just do what I wanted from the get-go and, and set it in motion the way that I thought was the best and most resounding way with me and the world. And it just so happens that, you know, a lot of companies are are actually really working on that right now, which is good. But I feel lucky that this, for me, just from an intuitive place, this is where I started. Yes. And I love, love, love everything that you're just talking about that. It was, yeah, that was good. You just made my little tree heart happy. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> so I love everything that you're doing and, and how things are going, but I was just wondering, what are some of the things that we can expect to see in the future from Palette by Pack? Well, I am just getting started. <laughs> so I have a whole line of uh, innovations and products lined up to be released by Palette by Pack. But first, I want to see the the world own a pellet, the original high fiber, you know, that this becomes like a reusable water bottle, you know, um, you know, then someone's gym kit, this also becomes sort of like their beauty reusable in their makeup kit. And that whenever they're going, you know, on an overnight, or even to the beach or just in their car or the gym, let alone a trip, or a weekend away or a road trip, that they're like, I don't need to search or buy those tiny plastics, those minis, those travel bottles. I am just going to grab my high fiver, fill it with the beauty products that I have already invested a lot of money in, spent time curating, and I'm just going to fill this and go. And so that's, that is what I am really probably the most excited about. Yes, that is so awesome. Now, before we sign off, I just wanted you to give us either a motivational quote or some words of encouragement for us real happy moms. Oh, I love that so much. Um, I love the phrase, anything is possible. And it's very simple and it's very short. And that's why I love it because it's like anytime you're feeling down or anytime you're questioning yourself or anytime it just feels like something is impossible, that is what I say to myself is anything is possible. And it's so funny because it'll just immediately turn my mood around. It'll immediately stop my mind from running. And I really can ground myself and be like, you're right. Anything, anything is possible because it's true. Anything truly is possible. And I think if you start from that place and remind yourself because your mind likes to kind of interject <laughs> and, you know, you kind of have that inner critic or inner voice. And I think if you use that mantra or use that kind of, you know, quote or saying to yourself um, or even others, you know, I think with kids, I use it a lot with my kids. Oh, come on. Anything is possible. Anything. And then they'll be like, you're right. You're right. You know, so I just think it's a really great go-to for life. Yes. And amen to that one. I love it. Love it. Now, Kate, if we are listening and we want to either get Palette by Pack or just learn more about you and what you're up to, where can we find you online? Yes. I would love to chat with you. Um, so reach out. Um, so Palette by Packs, so our website is www.palettebypack.com. 
Um, all of our Instagram and social media channels are at palette by pack. And then I, my Instagram is most beautiful darling um, because I love the E.E. E. Cummings poem. I love you, most beautiful darling. It's like one of my favorite poems. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And I will be sure to include all of those links in the show notes. So yes, Kate, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this with us. This was so good and I really, really appreciate it. Oh no, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Such such a treat. Now that does it for this week's episode. To find the links in the show notes, make sure you head over to realhappymom.com slash 101. There you'll find a complete blog post as well as the links that Kate mentioned in this week's episode. And do me a favor, rate and review this episode. This lets me know that I am providing you some awesome episodes that are actually helping and it actually makes me feel so good. So leave me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast episodes and make sure you stay tuned for next week for another episode and I will see you then. Take care and with lots of love.